welcome everyone to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Uh, every Friday, I look into the headline articles and make my comments and thoughts related to what is actually happening in the marketplace. And then we look specifically in the Bay Area market to see the impacts that are happening. We also, I also extract the market data every week in most counties across the Bay Area so that you can see for yourself what is actually happening. I also sprinkle in some of my own personal thoughts as to what's happening, but also related to the activities that are happening that, that are going on in the marketplace. So you'll be able to get a glimpse of what will likely be portrayed over the next couple of weeks as the pending status uh, turns into a sold status. And so a um, lot to cover this week, some quick changes actually from a refinance perspective that you will see momentarily. Let's get going. So first and foremost, uh, the Federal Housing Finance Agency uh, has extended again for the third time that foreclosures and evictions uh, are gonna be delayed out to December 31st. I suspect even if things get better, this is likely get extended again afterwards because think about this, how likely is it for the agency to kick people out during the during the holidays, not likely. So I think this is going to get extended again. It's going to be very likely. So for those that are really hoping that all of a sudden court steps are going to be filled with foreclosures, number one in the Bay Area is not likely to happen. There are other markets that this is way more susceptible. But at the same time, I think it's going to get extended again, given this current uh, timeframe of December 31st. So just something to be aware of. Um, so any, you know, this, this is, this also puts some constraint on inventory. If you think about this, you know, if you're a landlord and you wanted to, even if you didn't, if you really wanted to get rid of the house, they came and kick out their, their tenants. So how likely is it for a new buyer to want to buy a property that has a tenant in place that, that is not paying rent, uh, or is, you know, they're kind of taking advantage of this. So there's going to be some limited inventory in those markets that has a lot more of these possible foreclosures and uh, evictions uh, in place. So something to be aware of, but I think this is going to be extended into next year. Um, it's going to be hard to see that they're going to enforce this right in smack of the holidays. Now, average mortgage rates. Uh, last week, we saw a slight uh, uptick, but now we saw another drop. It's dropped to 2.91%, which is very good. Um, I suspect this level is probably be fairly staggered. I just did a refinance myself recently. Uh, I paid some fund like a thousand bucks or something like that. And I got for a interesting enough, like a 29 year fix, which is very equivalent to a 30 year fix of about 3.07 myself. And so this is kind of the, the ballpark of what you can expect. A lot of the purchases I've seen have been able to get like 2.7, 2.8, um, depending on the type of loan it is. But either way, it's still phenomenal right now. Uh, quite frankly, for myself, I'm gonna be looking to make a purchase uh, for a third property, given I want to lock in these rates myself. So I think long-term, um, especially if you factor in inflation that may be upcoming, it's a very solid bet to make. So something to be aware of that, I think we're gonna probably hang around this level, um, hopefully over the next couple of months. Now, last week I made a report, and I, I apologize if there's any confusion because it just came up when I saw it, which is the uh, housing finance agency had actually 
really abruptly last week said, hey, look, any refinances, we're going to tack on this 0.5% um, fee for all applications. It was it doesn't affect the rate. So for example, if your rate is 3%, it wasn't like you're refinancing, now you're going to have a 3.5% rate. What it was, was depending on the loan size, you'll have a half point of it. So let's say it was a, a million dollar loan. You have a half point of that. So half point of that million dollars would be the, the one-time fee of doing the loan. Now, as I mentioned for many different podcasts and different shows, it's all a sliding scale. So you can still get a no cost loan, but your rate will be much higher because it's a sliding scale. So they actually delayed this now to December 1st. And I was actually surprised of when it first happened. And I'm also surprised that there is this uh, delay. Initially when it happened, it was really abrupt as in, I think within one or two days, it just said all of a sudden they went at it and say, hey, look, we're going to add on this fee. And then a lot of you know the agencies from the mortgage industry was you know obviously up in arms because it cer certainly uh, impacts negatively on their business. And so they agreed now to delay it for a couple of months for basically uh, two, three months. So there's something to be aware of. That penalty that uh, for a refinance that was in last week is now no longer in place. It'll be for December 1st. Now we've been covering this for a while. So um, there's been you know a trend for more expensive rental markets to places that people want to just buy a larger home. And so this is no different than what's happening in the Bay Area. That's why we see like in Contra Costa County, you see like Monterey, uh, Santa Cruz uh, area, you see Marin County, Sonoma County, they're just through the roof, um, just incredible levels. And it's all been very recent over the last couple of, of months of 20, 25% increases in three months, just absolutely incredible. And that's happening across the US. So the Bay Area is nothing special from that perspective, just people strongly prefer uh, larger homes. And given they feel like they can work from home longer, or they have less commute, then they feel like this is a better uh, purchase for them. Hence why those areas have seen uh, the most competition it's had since in a long time. So something to be aware of, and it's very common, right? In general, and when I showed you the market data, single family homes have done a, a lot better than townhomes and condos, but it depends on the area. A lot of the condos, townhomes are still very competitive these days. Like I've had several clients looking at townhomes, let's say in like Foster City, you know, markets like that, still a lot of competition, um, still still selling very quickly. So just something to be aware of. But single family residential is doing very, very well across the US. Um, for many people, like for me personally, I had a record a month in July. This month is still doing very well, but July has been really, really busy. And I, I connect with a lot of the top agents across the entire US. And it's across the board for, for those that are top producers. It's been some of the best times um, in terms of transaction volumes and in terms of prices for a long time. And as you can see, July pending figures went up 15% annually uh, year over year. So way more than it was last year. So as I mentioned before, uh, interest rates have certainly played a major impact. Also, the stability of those, especially here in the Bay Area, of those in tech, you know, just take a look at the index itself. Look, look at the NASDAQ, look at specific stocks, Facebook, Tesla, Apple, right? Amazon, 
I mean, look at all these companies and look at the stock performance, just incredible amounts, record highs, right? So, you know, those in tech and those, especially in the Bay Area, have done very well. Um, and, and they have more money than ever before, right? They're spending way less on travel. Like I personally want to travel, but I can't go anywhere. Um, Hawaii keeps ex extending their their um, self-quarantine, so I can't go there. Uh, and most people feel the same thing. We can't go anywhere. And so we save money on travel. We don't eat out nearly as much. We may do takeout, but it's it's a lot cheaper than you know going out for drinks, going out for bars, restaurants, uh, clubs, things like that. So saving a lot more money. So I saw the savings rate is way higher than it was before, but also then the income levels along with stock compensation, which is a big driver for the Bay Area, um, has uh, you know they the people have done very well. So. Uh, in, significant increases over last year, 15% uh, annually. You can see nine new contracts for every 10 new listings. So I, I, I extract the market data every week. So you can see how many go pending a week versus how many go, how many hit the market. And you can see those ratios are about in line with this. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes there's more in contract than there are in new listings. Uh, and you'll see that momentarily when we look at that data. The other thing that has been a really a tremendous story is the strength of the new home builders. So these are sales of new homes and these are new construction homes in July surpasses a 13 year high, right? I mean, a lot has to do with combination of things. One is the lack of available new inventory that comes on. And it's not even the lack of new inventory, actually. It's actually just the inventory levels are about the same as what it was pre-shelter. It's just the demand is so much higher. So that has a lot to do with it. So the demand is much higher. Inventory is about the same. And so they would also prefer, especially younger people that are first-time buyers, they prefer a house that has uh, very little maintenance that you would possibly do. Or if there was maintenance, it will be covered by either an HOA or be covered by the home builder. So home builders themselves, just, just do, do the same search on, on, the, on the market. Look up home builders whether as a general index or specific builders, you can all see they're, they're hitting record highs as well. And I suspect it's going to be interesting coming soon. I think prices, you know, everybody's thinking there may be some correction or maybe some decline. There may be a really big spike in prices uh, coming soon because one of the biggest challenges that new builders have right now is that take a look at the lumber index. So the cost for them has, is going to be significantly higher um, moving forward. And so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of impact that has and if they are able to either pass it, they may pass it on to a buyer uh, or they have to eat it. And obviously their profits would be significantly worse. So it will be interesting to see, but it's going to ultimately depend on the demand levels. If it continues to be this high or gets even stronger, um, we may see even, even bigger spikes. So that's going to be um, very important to kind of monitor over, I would say, the next couple of months. But they've done phenomenally well. I see that across the board here, here in the Bay Area. But make no mistake, there are opportunities. It just depends on the builder and it depends on the model. So while the builders on aggregate are doing very well, and you may think they may be less open to negotiations, that's not true. The price-wise is the last that they'll want, they'll want to negotiate on. But uh, closing costs are certainly always open. And the benefit of negotiating closing costs is it's also good for the for the builder too, because that doesn't get exposed to the public, right? Because those are all just costs between you and the builder direct. That does not get exposed to the public. 
So the sales price will be the very last they will possibly reduce. And right now, not likely. But closing costs, they'll be they'll certainly open to that. I mean, some are offering a couple thousand, even for the ones that are really hot and moving fast. And then some may be tens of thousands. So just be aware of that. And it also depends on what is the model type, right? If you think about a builder community, there's usually a couple different variations. Some do a lot better than others. And so depending on the model that you like, uh, it may just may happen to be one that's not the hottest one for them. And so there may be some some room to negotiate there. So some, some quick tip on, uh, on my weekly Friday market update uh, that you may be able to take benefit of. Okay, so let's take a look at market data. So we're going to take a look at San Mateo County first as usual. So give you the latest. New listings, as I mentioned, we're about the same levels as, as it was before. A little bit more, which is nice. We're at 180. There's a little bit more list price decreases than before, but we're not nothing very alarming at this time. But there's some decreases. Uh, transactions falling through, not too much, so nothing really to report there. And you can see the contingent pending levels still um, pretty pretty high, right? So back to that previous chart. This is, uh, I think, about let's see, 18. This is about nine out of 10 homes that are going contingent pending within a week. So it's still very fast. Let's take a look at prices. Last week it showed August was really high. It's kind of leveled a little bit, but we're still at record highs, record highs. So still higher than it was in May. So still doing very strong in San Mateo County. Uh, in terms of condos, townhomes, relatively flat throughout the year. Nothing too crazy to bring up. I did make an offer out in uh, a property out in Belmont. That property itself did go much higher than I expected. And it's always interesting when it, when you look at the sales data. If you think about offers, right, we all value things differently. And there's a combination of price and also a combination of terms. Now, generally, someone, if their terms are not good, whether it's like a loan contingency, an appraisal contingency, or whatever contingency that they have, they may be willing to bump it up way higher for, for that seller to really think, should they consider that offer? But if all those contingencies check through and it, it sells, then actually um, really drives up the prices. So an example, there was a the property that we made a bid on. We unfortunately lost. Uh, you know, there's only three offers on this property. Uh, we did it close to about one one point seven. Uh, this, the other second place was very similar to us, strong non contingent offer at one point seven. But the third person went really crazy, as in they went mid one point eight. Um, they had contingencies, and so that was something that they had to think of, right? The sellers say, "Hey, look." Should I take that risk of this property getting back on the market? Um, but it's at a, such a higher premium, you know, over $100,000, $125,000. So it's really interesting to see. Um, and, it, and there was only three offers. So for someone to go crazy like that, this is why the realtor matters so much, right? Think about it. From a percentage perspective, that's that's what, 5%, something like that for 1.7? Maybe, yeah, maybe 6 7%. But you know, from a relative, from an absolute perspective, it's a hundred, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars that they are technically overpaying, um, and they may not need it to go clearly that high. So this is why the agent matters because every percent is a lot, especially when we're dealing with these price points. So be aware of that when you choose your realtor, uh, even if you're potentially using a friend or family. I hope your friend and family is worth that much because uh, it's a lot of money here, especially in the Bay Area. So let's take a look at Santa Clara County. 
Santa Clara County, very different story. I mean, look at this new listings, 352, not a lot. But look at the contingent pending, way over. So way more that are going contingent pending that, that, than there are new listings. So it's it's um, very difficult um, for those that are trying to find something in Santa Clara County. You know, I have a few clients we're looking at, you know, price points around $2 million plus, still competitive there, multiple offers. It's not going way above what I expect, but it's still, you're not the only one buying. So there is going to be competition, but it's nothing too crazy. Um, but if these numbers keep going as it is in terms of these trends and these kind of low listings, then it's going to be, um, we're going to see some pretty big spikes. Right now you can see residential, July was the highest. August is a little bit lower than July. Still looks like the second highest of the year. So still very strong. Uh, condos, townhomes, a little bit weaker. A lot has to do, in my belief, because there are a lot of new construction that are happening in these areas. So Santa Clara County has a lot, especially like in San Jose, Milpitas. Um, those particular areas have a lot of new construction. So, And those don't typically actually show up here. So um, that does put pressure, though, on these types of properties because these are you know pre-existing homes. So something to be aware of, but it also gives you a lot more options to consider. Contra Costa County, well, there's a little glitch, as you can see. It, it certainly wasn't like this in February, but we'll take the general trend. Uh, but you can see August uh, continues to be uh, you know, really strong, about the same as it was last week. Really high numbers, really strong figures, um, doing very well in Contra Costa. Same with condos, townhomes. Um, still a little bit lower than what is last week, but still record amounts um, over the last you know several months. So Contra Costa County, given the price points, given much bigger homes and bigger yards, very popular for a lot of people. Alameda continues to have slight increases, nothing too crazy. We have hit record highs though in August, um, but nothing too dramatic like Contra Costa. Condos, townhomes, slight increases as well throughout the year. So uh, that will go ahead and wrap up this edition of our weekly market update. Of course, if you are looking for a home, I'm never too busy to help you. Uh, if you're possibly looking to sell, I know there are people that may be selling and moving to different places across the country. Um, it's hard to argue a better time for in that position. So I'd love to help you every step of the way there. Uh, my, latest, my latest listing that I had sold in two days with multiple offers, way above, um, actually way above asking, way above uh, market. So it's gone very well. So my strategy of selling houses is just as good as it is from a buy side perspective. So if you know of anyone, or if you're considering to sell, love to connect and help you every step of the way. Any questions, feel free to reach out to me direct. I always respond to every single comment that is posted. I also respond to every single email and text message uh, within the day. And um, other than that, have a good weekend. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.